Yeah, he put that on his forehead. But then at the same time, but they start Lent today, which is 40 days, I think, before Christmas or for Easter. And then after that, and, and then yesterday they had a sinful day, which is called Fat Tuesday. Amen. It was they partied and partied and partied and partied and partied and partied and partied. And then today they start Lent. And they put the ashes on their head to show their penitence and ask God's forgiveness and so forth, uh, showing that they're sorrowful and that they are. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, ashes have been used in the Bible. Let me get my glasses here. Hallelujah. Ashes were used in the Bible on several occasions. Uh, go to Second uh, Samuel, the 13th chapter, verse number 19. Second Samuel, the 13th chapter, verse number 19. They're not too far off, but as with most traditions, it just becomes a tradition after a while, and it loses its meaning. Amen. Because there's really a, a, a good meaning in what they're intending to do. Amen. Is to demonstrate, praise God, their uh, recognition of that they are from the dust, ashes to ashes, and dust to dust, that they are made of dust. And so it symbolizes that. And then it also symbolizes part of contrition or uh, when a person sinned, they were asking God's forgiveness. As is in this case in Second Samuel, uh, what did I say, the 13th chapter, verse number 19. Did you have it? Okay, and what does it read? And tomorrow what? Put ashes on her head for what? And rent her garment of divers colors that was on her. In other words, they didn't want joyfulness. When you put ashes on, it's a sign of uh, soberness and a sign of uh, that you are humbling yourselves and submitting yourselves to the will of God. The, the expression also was used to express sorrow for sins and faults as in Job 42, Job, Job the 42nd chapter. What is Job? Job. Somebody says Job. 42nd chapter, verses 3 through 6. And Job, the 42nd chapter, verse 3 to 6. What? Who is he that hideth what? Console. Come on. Without knowledge. Therefore have I uttered that. I understood not. Things too wonderful for me which I knew none. I've heard of thee by hearing of what? You going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hearing of the ear, but now mine eyes see thee. Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in what? Dust and ashes. So tearing up your clothes and repenting and uh, putting sackcloth of uh, dust uh, and ashes on you was all signs of penitence. And, and finally, praise God, in Jeremiah 626, Jeremiah what? 626. 
Jeremiah. Hallelujah. So what the idea is of putting these ashes on, it demonstrates, praise God, their penitence. And uh, But as with most things that happen, uh, it loses its value after so many years. Uh, it's, it's like Christmas with us and, and Christmas in the United States of America. You know, Christmas used to be celebrated with a lot of church activity. Now it's so secular, it's not even uh, considered almost to be they're trying to destroy it. Now, the verse is Jeremiah 6, 26 says, O daughter of my people, gird thee with what? Sacklice, sackcloth, and wallow thyself in ashes. Do what? Make thee mourning as for an only son, most bitter lamentation, for the spoiler shall certainly come upon us. And we can see, praise God, that ashes have always been associated with uh, either suffering or sadness or repentance or forgiveness, asking God's forgiveness. Amen. So you'll find, praise God, that uh, this practice is, is uh, of uh, Ash Wednesday is celebrated by many churches, uh, except uh, in traditional um, what we call Pentecostal churches. Uh, anybody know we are Pentecostal? Okay. So that's one of the reasons why we don't celebrate, amen, uh, Ash Wednesday, because it, it is part of the works doctrine. It's part of the what? Works doctrine. It's part of the works. In other words, you have to do something to earn forgiveness. You have to what? Do something to earn forgiveness. What you do is you put on ashes, yes. No, it's, no, it's not just it's, uh, the Anglicans get, uh, observe it, the Lutherans observe it, the, Prote the Protestant movement, uh, Methodist, uh, Lutheran, what did I say, uh, Anglican, uh, Roman Catholic, Old Catholic, because uh, there's a new Catholic, amen, so uh, the Old Catholics, and then you have the Anglicans and, and so forth. Those all are might be called Orthodox churches, and they, or the Protestant churches, are all are participants in this thing. There are a few Baptists, but very few. Right. <laughs> they just copy, say, but they don't know what they're doing. Amen. But <laughs> speaking from a Baptist perspective, amen, I, I don't have it. Uh, so, I just speak from a Kojic's perspective because that's all I know. Glory to God. Amen. But I just know we've never observed it in the Kojic churches uh, that I've attended. Uh, amen. Because we've always felt that you are, uh, you on a daily basis, you walk with the Lord. And on a daily basis, you ask God's forgiveness. And on a daily basis, you have a relationship with the Lord, not just these seasonal times in which, praise God, you give up maybe a few cups of coffee or something uh, during Lent or something you like and you give it up for that particular 40-day period. And, but then after that, what you going to do? You go back and take it back up again. Yeah, so uh, how many days are there in a the year? 365, 365 days in a year, and 40 of those days you sacrifice. So that was a lot of days left. 
So glory to God. So we have never picked up the practice of it, uh, although it is, uh, it has some significant meaning. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, let's see. The Christians continue the practice of using ashes as an external sign of repentance uh, during the time of Tertullian, who was, praise God, um, one of the leaders of the church and from 160 to 225. Uh, and he said that confession of sin should be accompanied by lying in sackcloth and ashes. Now, if confession of sin is be accompanied by what? Lying in sackcloth and ashes, then that's similar to the doctrine of a works to be saved. You have to do something to be saved. You have to what? Paul preached, praise God, to the Gentiles, but in particular to the Gentiles. What was Paul's message to them? Salvation is a gift. That's it. Yeah, oh, then it's going to give you the, the text for what it is, what he preached. For by grace are you saved through faith. For by what? Grace are you saved through faith. That's the message that he brought. That's the message that he preached. And so as a consequence of that, then to in, incorporate this into the message would be you're working for salvation. You're doing something to earn salvation. Uh, even though, praise God, um, it's not very much that you're doing, but it's still it's a sign that you're doing something to earn salvation. And you can't earn salvation because the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And what does it say? Not of works, lest any man should boast. It is a gift from God. It is what? A gift from God. So when you get a gift, Praise God. If it's truly a gift, then you shouldn't have to work for it. Amen. You shouldn't have to do anything for it other than to say thank you. Amen. If it's truly a gift, if it's truly a gift, and salvation is truly a gift. It's a gift from God. So for that reason alone, we don't uh, participate uh, in any activity that gives the resemblance of earning your salvation. Praise God. And so uh, we don't want to give you that sign of work, you know. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, our denomination, mm. they don't do it to us. We, we cancel. Yes. Yes. That would be to me continued relationship with the Lord. Uh, that's something you would do to continue your relationship with the Lord and to enhance your relationship with the Lord. It's not, uh, see, there are things you, you do to be saved, and there are things you do because you are saved, right? There are things you do to be saved, and there are things you do to because you are saved. And so the things that you do to be saved is only one, and that is to believe. That's the one thing that God requires of us, and that is to have faith to believe. And if we believe on his word, then praise God, you, the Bible says you are saved. Amen? That's in, in, in Romans, I think it is, where, where he tells us, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans chapter 
10, praise God, it, it gives you that formula. So, 9, that's right, because I've known the song, nine, Romans 10, 9, 10. Amen. So, but then, because you are saved, because you have the Spirit of the Lord, because you have the Spirit of God in you, this new creation is being created by the Spirit of God and dwelling in you, then, praise God, you began to do good works. You began to what? Do good works. Uh, what's that scripture that says uh, that he preordained these to be done? That he fashions us to good works uh, that before ordained that we should walk in them. It was before ordained that we might have that scripture. Was, you might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. Elder Henson knows that I'm trying to get the scripture exactly. Uh, that it, it was, is, it, is, is it in that same book of Ephesians? Or is it in Galatians? That he talks about it was preordained that we should walk in these. God had preordained that we should walk in them. Yeah, I thought it was in Ephesians. It go to Ephesians. Ephesians. That's not it. Yeah, created unto Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God bef before ordained. Now, where were you reading? Were you reading? That's it. Go to Ephesians two and ten, so you find it for yourself. After he says, not of works, lest any man should boast, in verse 9, he says, for we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. In other words, God has created us, created in what? Christ Jesus unto good works. When God saved us, he created us to work good works. When God what saved us, he created us to what work good works. Now, he didn't create us, praise God, to work good works to be saved. He created you in good works because you were, you are saved. Amen? So, if you, go, uh, if you are saved, then you're going to do good works. If you are saved, you're going to do good works. Now, but if you're not saved, then you're not going to do good works. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained that what? We should walk in them. So this is nothing new to uh, God. It's something he had already preordained. He said, this is what people are going to do that's going to resemble me. It's going to look like me. Praise God, that's going to act like me and talk like me. Go to God and be like me. If they're going to be like me, then this is what they're going to do. Amen. This is the talk. And that was the whole message that uh, Paul was trying to preach to the Gentiles. Glory to God. And when he ran into trouble in the Corinthian church and the Ephesian church and Galatian church, praise God, and all these churches that he had established, he ran into the problem, praise God, that there were false doctrines that were going about and he had to straighten them out. Amen. There were a lot of people that were preaching, but they weren't preaching from the truth. They weren't preaching from what? The truth. Uh, it's the same problem that we have today, praise God, that people are getting fed, but they're getting fed not from the word of truth. Amen. And we need to make sure people get fed from the 
word of truth. For the word of truth, because you shall know the truth, and it's the truth that shall what? Set you free. It's going to make you free. The, the truth will do that, praise God, as long as you apply it. Amen. As long as you apply it and as you accept it as truth. If you don't accept it as truth, then it won't be true. Amen. But you have to accept it and adopt to it. Glory to God. Um, uh, Thessalonians. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Go to Thessalonians, the What did I say? Yeah, it's either the second verse, second chapter, or the fourth um, in the book of Thessalonians. I think it's. He said, he, he, he's talking in Thessalonians, and he's telling the church that when they heard the word of God, they received it as it was the, the word of the Lord. Um. Was that? Yes, that's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians, the second chapter, verse number 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive his word, uh, the word of God, what you, what you heard of us as human beings, you received it not as the word of men, but as what? As it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. See, it only works in the in the uh, in the ears of believers. It only what works in the ears and becomes effectual in the ears of believers. If you don't believe it, glory to God, then it's going to bypass you, and you're not going to get the benefits of it. And so he's telling this to the church at Thessalonica, Thessalonica, uh, Thessalonica, that praise God. If you when you heard the word of God, you didn't receive it as it was the gift, the word from men but as it is indeed the word of truth, which is coming from God. Amen? So, praise God, when you hear the word of God, no matter what source it comes from, amen, you have to receive it as the word. It could come from a little child. A little child might speak the word of truth, and uh, it may not sound good to you, but if it's the word of truth, it is the word of truth, even though it's coming from a child. But you receive it as it is the word of truth. Amen? Yes, sir. Yes, because it was not mixed with faith. Yes, that's Hebrews, right? Amen. Uh, but that was Hebrews. What? What is what is referencing is Hebrew? Uh, is it four or two? Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Four and two. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached 
did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So you could hear the word of God, reject the word of God because you're looking at the source instead of looking at the fact that it is the word of God. So what you want to do is make sure that when the word of God is preached, you hear it, amen, you can give uh, assent to it and say, amen. Amen, because that's what it means, amen. I, I, I give assent to what's being said. I agree with what's being said. I, I receive what's being said, amen. And so, praise God, when uh, the word of God was preached to the church that, uh, that is referencing here, uh, they heard the word, but it, so it's two people sitting side by side. Both of them hear the same word, but it doesn't profit one, but it profits the other. Amen. And why didn't it profit the other one? Because he didn't believe it and didn't receive it as it was indeed the word of truth. Amen. So when, when, when God says and gives a commandment in his word, then we ought to follow all the commandments of the word of God. Amen. And receive them as they are indeed, in fact, truth. And they will be beneficial to us if we do it. Amen. It's like um, uh, you don't want to cherry pick the word of God. It's, it's, it's like going to a smorgasbord restaurant, picking out what you want to eat. Amen. But God says, no, you eat the whole roll. You, you eat all of it. Amen. Uh, because all of it is going to be benefit you, even though it may not be what you call taste good, but it's going to benefit you. So, glory to God, if you follow what the Word of God says, then you never go wrong. If you follow what the Word of God says, you'll never go wrong. Amen. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to fall into trouble. Not saying you're not going to fall into temptation. Not saying you're not going to fall into diverse, praise God, situations. But you will always come out victorious because why? You, you're founding all your stands on the Word of God and the Word of truth. Amen. So if you stand on the word of truth, then it's going to be beneficial to you. Amen. It, it may not taste good. It may not sound good. It may not even be good. But it's going to be good for you. Amen. Amen. So glory to God. Just, uh, and that's one of the things of salvation. Where uh, salvation is so important because you need the Spirit of God to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. You need what the Spirit of God to thus say or thus do what the word of God says. Amen. Because some of this stuff is difficult. And the reason why it is difficult is because you're fighting the flesh. Okay, well, I'm going to say that again. The reason why it is difficult because you're fighting what the flesh. The flesh does not want to yield to the spirit. The flesh what does not want to yield to the spirit. Glory to God. Uh, classic, classic example. And I'll use it because everybody can understand it. Uh, when the Bible says give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Amen. But what's the first word? Give. So a lot of people have trouble with giving. Because why? Because their flesh mind says, you earned that. You worked hard for that. So why are you giving it away? 
because that's logical, amen? You work for it, you, it's yours, you earned it, and now you got to give it away. Amen. But yeah, it's, it's like the child attitude. It's mine. Amen. It, it's mine. Even though you bought it, you gave it to them, you, you, you know, without you, they couldn't have done anything versus them. They couldn't even, because uh, I, <laughs> I was thinking, well, my grandson's not a good example because he works. <laughs> and so when he works, he earns money, and so he can buy a lot of things on his own. But for the most part, uh, our children don't work. For the most part, our children do not work when they are small. When they are children, when they are small, they don't work. And because uh, I know any good husband, any good wife, praise God, when you're growing up and you got children that small and it's time for your wife's birthday or it's time for your wife something, go to God, or your husband something, go to God, then they're not going to buy it. They're not going to buy it. It's going to be bought by you. Amen. You're going to buy it, and you're going to give it to them and act like oh God, they earned it <laughs> to give it away. Amen. And they're going to go up there smile and say, oh, here, daddy, here, mama, here, look what I got. Look what I bought. They ain't paid a penny for it. Amen. And, and so God is saying the same thing. I'm giving you what you have. It is, it is he that gives you uh, power to get wealth. Glory to God. So he says, I've given you the power to get wealth. Now I'm asking you to give me something back. And you say, oh, no, it's all mine. It's all mine. Well, that's what children do. It's do the same thing. It's mine. That's the first, seem like the first word or the second word or the third word after mama, they learn. Praise God, it's mine. Or maybe learn that word first. Amen. But it's, it's, it's just a natural fact that it's mine. And, and then you ask him, praise God, you ask him nicely, and, and, they, and then they still say it's mine. Now, by that time, you <laughs> got an attitude. Since it's yours, glory to God, all right, hallelujah. Glory to God, you, you know, you can ask him, give, give me a fry. Give me one of those french fries. No. <laughs> and, you, and, and you better not take any more than just that one that, that they give you, praise God. Yeah, just... That's it, hallelujah. Because uh, I know there, there's some in our family, praise God, that, you know, they don't want you taking two or three or four. You, just one. And, and it seems like one is too much. Glory to God. So, but, you, you know, you, you because of the adults that you are, amen, you, you bypass it and you, you keep on giving anyway uh, until it gets to a point where they just get on, you know, your last thing and you, and you're right, you're pretty soon you take them all. It's like, boom. Now, yeah, give me those fries. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Uh, but God is not like that. God, God won't take your stuff and praise God. Uh, sometimes put you in a position, though, that you want to give it up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But anyway, praise God. Glory uh, to God. All right. So everything is done through faith and belief and and. 
and, and that's the message that we want to send. One thing I, I want to caution us, and not caution us, but to advise us uh, to be uh, concerned about when uh, these influx of people that are coming in to us is to be sensitive to like the Elder Henderson was saying, uh, that a person that comes in, even though they're smiling, may not just be smiling. You know what I'm saying? That there's something going on in their lives. They may have something going on, and we have to be sensitive to that fact, first God, that this is a person, this is a human being that may have some trouble in their lives. And you have the answer to their trouble. You have what? The answer to their trouble. Blessed them, and that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, and I'll never forget, um, and, and I thank God to this day, and I thank God for Elder Henderson who uh, was, was there also to give me um, encouragement. But, uh, and, I, and I'll just confess this. Uh, good to see all these brothers coming in for rehearsal. Amen. Hallelujah. No, but uh, I, you remember the first lady, the first Hispanic lady that came with the, with the six children? She came on that, on that Sunday. Uh, she only had two kids then. She only she brought two, praise God, and and the Holy Spirit said to me, minister to her. And you know what I said? I said no, no, no. She's first time guest, and I don't want to embarrass her. Because if I embarrass her and call her up, it might be that she'll never come back again. That was me. That was my logic. That was my rebelling against what the Holy Spirit was saying to do. Amen. And so afterwards, praise God, after I failed to call her and failed to call her out and, and call her up for ministry, bless his name, and then the, the Holy Spirit got on me and got him to the point, praise God, I said, okay, well, Lord, you, you sent her back then. Don't let it just be a first time one time, send her back, and <laughs> and one thing about God, he, when he when he shows out, he just shows out. Not only did she show up, she brought all six of her children. Somebody ought to give God some praise, Hallelujah! So I said, Oh, oh Lord, Hallelujah! I got to do what you told me to do. Bless His holy name, and so I did, and, and called her out, Hallelujah! This time, because I'm in obedience to God, because that's what God got on me, and that's the the, the thing that I said to Him: you, you send her back, praise God. And if you send her back, then I'll minister to her. Glory to God. And so God not only sent her back, but sent her whole family back. Bless His holy name, and and ironically, she was not here this past Sunday. She was not here this past Sunday, but she was here the Sunday before and the Sunday before that. Glory to God. And so God knows what he's doing. Somebody ought to give him praise. Come on. Hallelujah. So then I was excited saying, okay, now Lord, what you going to do this Sunday? And then the Lord started sending all those people in with all those children. <laughs> Glory to God. And I looked back and I said, whoa, hallelujah. Glory to God. God, you an awesome God. And then I talked to uh, Marsha, and Marsha was saying, oh, yeah, they, they coming in, glory to God. And this one lady said, I used to go here. My children used to go here, and now I'm back, glory to God. She said, Marsha, will be, bring some people back with you. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So we don't know what the Lord's going to do, but I just do know he's going to do it. 
Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm believing him. Glory to God. So when they come, praise God, we want to make sure we open up the doors for them and open up the, the opportunities for them. Come on. Hallelujah. Bless the holy name. And don't count as strange if they're ushers. Don't count as strange if they're hostesses. Don't count as strange if they're choir members. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Or musicians or whatever the Lord gives them to do. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. So we just have to make room for them. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. Incorporate them into, glory to God, share and care. Incorporate them into the prison ministry. And incorporate them into, glory to God, whatever other ministry we have going on. Glory to God. We want to make them feel welcome. Come on, somebody. Bless his holy name and not strangers or anything of that nature. Hallelujah. Because God's going to the ones that are going to do it. Remember, say, God's doing it. Hallelujah. And God's going to put people in the place where he wants them. Somebody ought to shout praise him. God is he that puts into the body of Christ where he wants his help. And so all we have to do is just say, thank you, Lord, and keep on making provision for them and making room for them. Amen. All right. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Thank you for all your help tonight. And praise God in the study of the word of the Lord. And like I said, we'll keep you informed about what Sister G is doing and what we're doing. Glory to God. And uh, just pray for us. Amen. Glory to God. We don't know exactly.